welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Your 96 best place to listen to... For 10 years. Yes. Yes. Um, for our 10th season of our mostly up-to-date... And unqualified. And unrequested. Ramblings of the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello, everyone. We are about to enter another exciting World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Cricket World Cup is due to start on uh, the 5th of October. Recording this a mm-hmm. couple of weeks in, so not f- most of the uh, squads have been released. So we can do a bit of a review. And yeah. we're going to look at all the matchups. Um, we've, this is the last time this format will be used. Ten teams, every team will play each other. Best four teams will make it to the uh, finals, to the semifinals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the semifinals are a straight knockout. Mm-hmm. The, we've got uh, uh, World Cup returning back to India. Yeah. Uh, ten venues to host the games, uh, including the Narendra Modi Stadium with 132,000 capacity. Ooh, I believe yeah. it is the largest stadium in the cricket stadium in the world by capacity at the yeah. moment. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, and it's in Ahmedabad. Um, obviously, uh, Ahmedabad. Uh, just some trivia: it's a dry state, so no, uh, no alcohol at the stadium. All right. It was like quite interesting, and the great cricketer this morning, where they had Tanmay Bhatt, social, Indian social media uh, person and, mm. and stand-up comedian, and right. uh, Tarun Shakur, who's also a stand-up comedian and social media, uh, who Doa Tarun uh, specifically does a lot of uh, cricket-related comedy stuff. So they were like talking to the great cricketer, and yeah. And they asked, what what if we had India versus Pakistan in the Narendra Modi Stadium for the final? And, you know, they were literally like, yep, there'll need to be like a helicopter just ready to fly out the players who lose. Doesn't matter which, you know, which country loses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Doesn't like matter. somehow everybody will get incredibly, uh, incredibly ra- uh, rage-filled and angry, even though you can't drink in that yeah. stadium. <laughs> Um, the other side of that, uh, he was, uh, the, cause Tyron was complaining uh, that he loves going to watch games in Australia. Just the grounds are great, which I can confirm absolutely great to watch cricket in Australia in the grounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, but the, you know, uh, but Tan was literally like, no, if you're not suffering along with the players, if you can buy like f- uh, food, that's nice and have beer, that's not Instead of sitting in the sun and suffering with the players, you're not really watching cricket. Have the full experience. Uh, get the full experience. So yeah, Ahmedabad. Um, there's been a few places updated. Uh, the ICC have told people to um, uh, that they want to keep the boundary sizes more than 70 meters, which is good. Um, so we're not going to get IPL sixes, uh, and right, they're yeah. going to leave grass on the pitches. So that's been. Uh, which also, which will help the home team actually quite a bit, as yeah. we will. About, um, so there's well, matches to be hosted in the Chinnaswamy Stadium in Bangalore. Um, the 
uh, which is traditionally a strong spin bowler's pitch, the Chibadabaram Stadium in Chennai. Once again, another good um, mm -hmm. spin bowler's pitch. The Arunjaitli Stadium in Delhi, which is in the middle of Old Delhi, a wonderful part of town, has, has uh, uh, famously a great batting strip. Dharmasala, it's the smallest venue up in yep. the picturesque Himalayas, um, HPCA Stadium, uh, Hyderabad with the Rajiv Gandhi International, 55,000 is another big stadium, mm. the world famous and our sister cricket ground, the Eden Gardens yes. in Kolkata, named after the same Eden that Eden Park is named after in Auckland, of course. Mm -hmm. The BRSABV Stadium, Ekana Stadium in Lucknow, another 50k. It's another great batting pitch, traditionally. Um, Mumbai, Wakadi, of course. Capacity has mm -hmm. been reduced to only 32,000, which is interesting because it's, oh. it obviously hosted the final in 2011, had like an 80k capacity yeah. back then. And Maharashtra Cricket Association Stadium in Pune. So uh, Maharashtra getting a lot of getting two venues there but like not surprising being like it's india's yeah that's where the cricketing center of india yeah yeah and the, um the uh i believe the opening game will be in lucknow uh when Sorry, it will be in Ahmedabad, beg your pardon. So India, yeah. England and New Zealand will play in Lalit Modi's house in Ahmedabad for in his home state. Yeah. Um, just, well, just a quick review of the teams. New Zealand won the Super League to qualify for this tournament. Um, the inaugural... Right. Uh, inaugural ICC Super League. Um, and obviously India qualified as hosts, but they also, I believe, finished second or third. Uh, and Afghanistan, Australia, Bangladesh, Pakistan, England, and South Africa qualified through the Super League. Um, full member nations, West Indies, miss out for the first time, yeah. um, sadly. Um, Zimbabwe and Ireland also miss out. Um, and... So uh, Sri Lanka managed to get through from the qualifiers and incredibly the Netherlands, who were the only associate in the Super League, managed to make it through, which I think shows that, you know, once you if you get to keep playing against good teams and the Netherlands in that qualifying tournament didn't have their best players. They no. their best players weren't released from their county contracts. So mm. their second tier players got them through to the World Cup, so it shows that's, that's that it's not just that, like you know, the associate country, like unlike the Netherlands, doesn't just have like a good starting eleven. They have depth. They're building yeah, up the grassroots exactly. and growing the game in that country. So it would, it would be wonderful, I think, if we had Scotland and the Netherlands join the you know family of full member nations in yeah uh, in. And then we can look at potentially having a second tier. I mean, I know that's very, very uh, close to the heart of you and I to have yes, a second yes. division. That would be the... awesome. Yeah. Now, 
we look at the squads, but the game start on the 5th of October. But some interesting matchups, in my opinion. We've got India, uh, England play New Zealand, obviously, on the 5th of October. Yeah, great the, opening match. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. A repeat of the uh, World Cup final in 1999. And also, this was the opening fixture in 1996 World Cup. England played mm. New Zealand. And they won back then, so uh, I hope that will happen again. Yeah, um, India, Australia play India in Chennai on the 8th of October. So one of mm. the headline uh, games of the uh, tournament will be right. Uh, will be early on. Yeah. We have um, we have obviously important match for me. 13th October, Bangladesh playing New Zealand. Yeah, on in Chennai as well. All right. Um, I think tough game for both teams because Bangladesh's batting has not been great, but they will have the spin bowling lineup in that spin mm. friendly pitch. And but New Zealand have obviously got great spinners as well. But that's basically like an appetizer to the very next game, India versus Pakistan at the Narendra Modi Stadium and the 14th of October. Oh. Apparently, to, if you're in Ahmedabad on the four, planning to be there on the fourth, live in Ahmedabad, don't get sick or pregnant or get into an accident on the 14th because not only is every hotel room booked out, every hospital has booked out their beds for that sure. night. Wow. So, yeah. That's like, crazy. You know, don't have anything bad happen to you on if you live in Ahmedabad on the 14th. No, no. It's yeah, going to be a very focused town. That's that place. Yeah. Yep. Um. But and then obviously we have another local derby for India. India playing Bangladesh on the um 19th. on the nineteenth of October in Maharashtra in Pune. Um. The host team plays uh South uh, plays New Zealand on the 22nd of October in Dharmashala mm. up in the mountains. Oh yeah. Uh it'll be a great game both sides. I think it'll suit it'll be a very evenly matched contest there because the the conditions might suit New Zealand's bowlers. Yeah. Um but obviously India have that bowling lineup uh, for yeah, those yeah. conditions as well. Um then the uh, obviously the two favourites, India, England, play on the 29th of October in Lucknow. Um, this will be potentially a, uh, a curtain raiser to the final. Potentially, okay. I think we'll pull something out of the bag. But yeah, yeah. Um, like if the bookies are right, that's going to yeah, be yeah. the curtain raiser to the final. Um, on Halloween, we have Bangladesh play Pakistan in Eden Gardens in Kolkata, traditionally where, ba where India tend to put uh, Bangladesh to play against Pakistan. Um, obviously, there's a strong rivalry there. Uh, we've got uh, Bangladesh, uh, New Zealand play Pakistan on the 4th of November. Like, New Zealand has broken their Pakistan duck. I think until 2008, New Zealand had... Uh, sorry, until 2011, when Ross Taylor scored his century at Palakeli. Yeah, New yeah, yeah. Zealand had never beaten Pakistan at the World Cup. Yeah. So, and since then, we've won every game against Pakistan, so... But always a bit nervous, I feel like, whenever yeah. we play Pakistan. 
yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's always it may just be our, our vintage showing, but yeah, always at the at a yeah. World Cup playing Pakistan. Just always, especially when it is a, a game that's going to matter and it's like a must win or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the opposite of when we play South Africa, which is on the 1st yeah. of November in Pune. Um, New Zealand, if like in the history of the World Cups, South Africa has often beaten New Zealand in games that don't matter. But if it's a <laughs> game that matters for who gets to qualify into the next round or it's a knockout game, New Zealand seems to beat South Africa every time. Yes. Um, and that's just been how it's played out. Um, the second biggest rivalry in the Indian subcontinent, Bangladesh versus Sri Lanka, being played in Delhi um, on the 6th of November. That's truly neutral ground. There's going to be lots of supporters for both teams. That's going to be an absolute cracker as well, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, obviously, we've got the final thing. India play Netherlands to finish off the tournament. I think it's nice that the Netherlands get to play the last game against India. India yeah. may have already qualified by then and maybe already confirmed they're going to be top. Not that it matters, because I think once you're in the semis, you, you know, you're going to play a good yeah. team. It doesn't matter who you play. Um, no, exactly. And so I think if India play the... They might play, uh, play their guys who didn't get too many games and against the Netherlands uh, for that. Um, New Zealand have Sri playing Sri Lanka. That could potentially be a, a game where both sides are competing for one of the top four. India versus Pakistan, very similar yeah. in Eden Gardens. Uh, Pakistan tend to get a lot of supporters at Eden Gardens. So right. they will... Yeah. So they'll probably... Uh, uh, have a, that'll be a really, really good game. Um, Australia playing Bangladesh. Potentially, ba Bangladesh could be in a position, even if they're not ready to qualify, Bangladesh could be in a position to play spoiler. Yeah. So, Australia, there's a few banana peels for any all the top countries that are looking to qualify in the last few games. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to be interesting. Um, then we've got the two semifinals, one at the Wankadi in Mumbai, and the other one's going to be at Eden Park. Um, both games are uh, day-nighters, so they're going to be mm. played around 9.30 New Zealand time, 15th yeah. and 16th of November. And finally, we have the, um, the finals, which is going to be on the uh, 19th of November, which is a Thursday, funnily oh, enough. Wow. In the uh, Narendra Modi Stadium. Obviously, I mean, I think the TV people are all hoping it's India versus Pakistan. <laughs> but uh, for the sake of world peace, hopefully it's New Zealand versus Bangladesh. That's what we want, right? <laughs> that would be a great final. I, I would I would vote for that. Yeah, I think you're right. From yeah. a TV's rating um, standpoint, yeah, India-Pakistan finals, obviously, that would yeah. generate a lot of interest um, yeah. from everywhere. But, yeah, that may not be the um, the best for any other, any yes. other perspective. But, exactly. <laughs> It would be really exciting, though. That would be a, a game. Talk about a charge game. That would just be crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be an incredible game uh, if that happens, especially 
Like, I wonder if you're an India fan, what you would you like? You, what if you finally look, end your World Cup streak against Pakistan, where you've beaten them in every encounter that you've had, yeah. and you lose to Pakistan, but you win the World Cup, or you keep your streak, but India don't make the final four? Which would you rather have? Oh, that is a hard choice for them. That would, I think, be I, a hard choice. I mean. I know I'm not, yeah, the 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 right demographic to be answering it, but surely you take the take the trophy. But I know yeah, I, I would... know there's a whole thing there. But yeah, seems I hard mean... to be like you'd have to be a really stubborn fan. I feel to be like, no, we have to keep the streak and screw the trophy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, we'll all be looking forward to that game on the 14th. I think that that's going to be like, there's going to be yeah. probably UN peacekeepers outside that ground just to keep <laughs> it, uh, keep things going well. Yes. So we've, we're looking at the squads. Afghanistan have got Hazmatullah Shahidi is going to be playing, uh, going to be their captain. Mm. Um, Ramanullah, uh, some key players here, Riaz Hassan, Rashid Khan, Mohammed Nabi, um, who's 34. He's a veteran. He's already been he first World Cup in 2015. So this will be his third World Cup All right, that yeah. he's playing in. Um, Rashid Khan. Uh, uh, so Naveen Al-Haq, uh, fast bowler, uh, right arm. And Mujibur Rahman, who's an uh, uh, off-spinner. These are all... The rising stars of Afghanistan uh, uh, cricket. Yeah. We, uh, but the team, like they, it's uh, the issue is the batting talent, especially explosiveness at the power plays. That seems to be a lot of their weak point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely they've got, have a they've got two top five bowlers in ODIs with Rashid Khan and Mujib uh, Rahman. So yeah, yeah. Uh, plus the yeah. all-rounder with uh, Nabi, Muhammad Nabi. So yeah, that's yeah, some. Muhammad Nabi is a very good all-rounder. Yeah. Um, so as you say, oh. bowling side of things, perhaps not so worried, but yeah, betting might be the problem. Yeah, I mean, I think Afghanistan are definitely going to win a few games. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to do predictions on where they're going to finish on the table. I have in my head, I think they're not as good as Sri Lanka or Bangladesh, but they're better than the Netherlands, so I think they'll finish ninth. Yeah, that seems But they about... could win a few extra games, that seems like, here uh, here and there. Not just beat the Netherlands, but like, yeah. Yeah, they could play, play spoiler. Um, yeah, definitely can play spoiler. Yeah. And, and uh, it's one of those things that, you know, depending on things, net run rates come in, so, and they're not going to be easy pushovers. So, teams yeah. will have to to play at the right tempo and the right speed against them to, to keep, you know, you wouldn't want to, there may be problems of trying to push net run rates, thinking you got the game, and then running into problems of, against their bowlers, so, it could all be very interesting. But I think you're right, ninth seems about right for Afghanistan. Yeah. Next up, we have Australia. Um, 
obviously they won the World Cup in 2015 and mm -hmm. 2007, 2003 and 99 and also 1987. Um, very balanced lineup. Pat Cummins uh, has leading. Um, there's uh, Cameron Green is going to play in his first World Cup. I think everybody's looking forward to see what he can do. He's like a genuine all-rounder. Alex Carey is a very decent wicketkeeper batsman. Yeah. So you've already got like a lot of balance on this side. Um, it's uh, the spin bowlers. You've got Ash Ashton Agar, uh, Adam Zampa, and Glenn Maxwell can always chip in with a few overs here and there. Yeah. Um, and depending on whether or not they play Mitchell Marsh or and or Mike, um, Marcus Stoinis, uh, yeah. their team will, uh, and also just Travis Head, who's probably going to open. And you would think. Uh, he's a, um, and David Warner probably playing his last World Cup. Probably, I would think. Don't know if he'd yeah. make the next one, another four years. That's, you know, yeah. potentially I think... pushing. Maybe I, yeah, I it'd be 40. You go. Not beyond yeah, it... reason. Yeah, I think he's still pretty good. I think this will yeah. be his, you know, his swan song for. Yeah, if for he's the... there in four years, it's not going to be quite the same, is he? It'll be um, the outer statesman sort of thing. Maybe not yeah, yeah. a regular starter, but still there. But yeah, this is his, the, the last big shot, I guess, for lack of a better terminology of him playing a major part. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, next up, Bangladesh. So far, not yet announced a squad, um, but Shakib Al Hassan is obviously captain. Um, they've got a very decent bowling lineup. Um, um, pace bowling uh, wise, Ibadat Hussain, um, uh, uh, Mustafizur Rahman, Taskin Ahmed, the uh, pace bowlers are definitely there. Um, ironically, okay. spin bowlers are where they're lacking. Um, other than Shakib, uh, they haven't got anyone who's a regular wicket taker. There's Mehdi Hassan as well. Um, and Shanto, who did get injured, uh, but if he plays, their batting lineup looks much better. Um, and obviously, if Tami Mikbal returns from injury, that they've got a pretty strong batting lineup then, because there's uh, there'll be Liton Dash, uh, who unfortunately got dengue fever. So once again, another player we need to see how they recover. Um, he's yeah. going to get opportunities against New Zealand to get back to match fitness. And Mushfiq, but this is probably uh, Bangladesh's last World Cup with Tamim, Shakib, and Mushfiq, um, who basically played a lot, played in the 2008 World Cup. I believe they're the only players still playing that played in that World Cup in the West Indies. Sorry, in 2007. All right, yeah. And all three of them made their debut at that World Cup. I, yeah, I yeah. could be wrong, um, but off the top of my head, that seems correct. Yeah, no, I can't so, think of anybody else that had been since then. Yeah, unless Virat Kohli played in that World Cup. Mm, yeah. Um, 
Don't quote me on that. Like, there's nobody from England. Ah, oh, maybe Jimmy Anderson played in that World Cup? Yeah, maybe. When wow. did these people... No, um, I think Farrakh Kohli was 2008. Uh, debut, I think. No, but Jimmy Anderson's not in, yeah. in the one-day team this World Cup anyway. Anyway, so. yeah. Doesn't count. Yeah, so Varad Kohli was 2000. August 2008 was his ODI debut, so not yeah. 2007 World Cup. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So these are the three. Um, there's also Mohamedoulay if he makes a squad. So there might be those four. So Bangladesh. It shows you the it's they're reliant. Like these guys are very unlikely to be here in uh, uh, 2027 in South yeah. Africa. But they obviously need to refresh this team. So we'll see. Uh, so this is their last opportunity to make a knockout of the World Cup. Next up, we have the uh, people, uh, the bookies' favourites, jo uh, England, uh, led by yeah. Josh Butler, captain, wicketkeeper, opener, best player in the world, basically. Yes, basically. Um, they've also got Moeen Ali, who can open or bat lower down the order. Um, Johnny Bairstow, another backup mm -hmm. wicketkeeper, okay, and he'll probably also play. Harry Brook has been brought into the squad. Um, sad for uh, Jason Roy, who got dropped. Um, so Harry will most likely open either with Joss Butler or potentially Dawid Milan, who's yeah. basically um, shown some incredible form in the last couple of games. Sam Curran has made his way into the team as a bowling all-rounder. Tito Adil Rashid um, and Ben Stokes. Uh, so there's plenty of... Gen uh, ben Stokes is a proper all-rounder, all-rounder, if he can yeah. bowl. But his batting is definitely very good. In India, probably they will use Chris Wokes because he can bowl in so many parts of the innings alongside either Mark Wood or Reese Topley, depending on who, or David Wood, like depending on the rotation and injury status. But I think the key other, the other player uh, England have who's probably the second best ODI batter in the world is Joe Root. He's basically yeah. the Angolo Kante of. <laughs> Cricket, because he those overs between ten and forty, he can basically go at a, a strike rate of five to seven without taking any risks, yeah. and just do it on the regular, and like that's what kills teams. Yeah, those exactly. thirty overs going if you're going at six and over for thirty overs, that's one hundred and eighty runs, and like you're basically another, you know. You only need a, need another 120 from 20 overs to get uh, to get your uh, 300, but you'll yeah. most likely get, you'll most likely get another 200 runs yeah, in that exactly. time. Given the firepower England has at both the yeah, top exactly. order and the bottom of the order, yeah. So and like you know, you'll have wickets in hand if someone like Root has managed to guide you. Root and Ben Stokes basically have managed to guide you that way. Yeah, exactly. So, this is why the England are such a tough team to beat. They basically kill teams in the middle 
order, both with the bat and the ball. That's like they basically grind your nickel and dime wickets without necessarily, um, without necessarily having like an extra, an out not match winning bowler. Like they use tactics, good fielding, and like you know, yeah, yeah. play the conditions. Very, they're very canny. And obviously, if someone like Mark Wood is on form at the top of the innings, they're, you know, and Adil Rashid in India can almost certainly open the bowling as well if needed. Yeah. If they need, or Moin, uh, or Moin Ali can do yeah. that. So you've got two uh, legit spin, and someone, and the thing is, even Joe Root is a legit spin bowler in Indian conditions. Like yeah, exactly. Bowler, like a bowler who bowls balls that gets wickets not necessarily or like is economical but he'll okay you know he'll get one to rag every now and then and ball like a you know clever knuckle balls and things like that yeah exactly so he'll buy your wickets need a wicket yeah he could, he could potentially be someone you know throw him a couple overs and and see if you can buy yeah. yourself a wicket Breaking the partnership. Yeah, liam livingston is Another good opener there who can also bowl yeah. like spin. So there's, oh, yeah. you've got a bunch of players in the team who can, uh, who, uh, who can get you through. Uh, and like they're obviously go gonzo at the death, even if their openers sometimes don't, you know, they, the openers tend to play to the conditions. Yeah. Um, but still better than every other team in the <laughs> death, in like the power play. Like, I'm not saying that. It's just compared to how they go with the death. Their their first ten, they're more likely to get like eighty odd, and then like their last ten, they're gonna get like a hundred or a hundred and twenty. You know? Yeah. Like that's exactly. how good they are at the death. Yeah. Um. Like, and then we have the second. Uh, we have the bookie's other favorite, India, uh, coached yeah. by the legendary Rahul Dravid and led by yeah. Rohit Sharma. Another 36-year-old potentially at his last World Cup. I don't yeah. believe Rohit Sharma was at the 2008 World Cup either because I think they still had Sewag and Tindulkar. In fact, yeah. Sewag and Tindulkar were still there in 2011. So, <laughs> that's that. Um, the, we've also got Hardik Pandya, who's their vice-captain and the team's all-rounder. This is India's strength in the bowling. You've got Hardik Pandya. You've potentially got... could have been there. He debuted in 2007, June 2007. Be then? No, no. Looks like he didn't go to the that one. But... Yeah. So at the moment, their bowling lineup is opening with. Uh, uh, they're spin bowling, uh, they're picking uh, Ravindra Jadeja and uh, Kuldeep Yadav as their spin bowlers, and they've got Akhir Patel in the squad as well. This is how good India are. Our Ashwin isn't good enough to get into their one day team <laughs> as a spin bowler. That is like, crazy. He'd be a starter in almost every other team. Yeah. Just walk in as a as an all rounder, a bowling all rounder. Um, they've like and they've got like both Ravindra Jadeja and Hardik Pandya are definitely, um, uh, they definitely, um, 
genuine all-rounders. So at the death India, that's when they attack. That's when they get their runs. They preserve wickets. They anchor. They go. Uh, they don't go as fast as England do. They're reliant on. Their goal is to get around 320 sort of runs, whereas England are almost always trying to go for you know 380, 400. Yeah, yeah. We are trying to get 300, 320, and then. They believe their bowling lineup is good enough to uh, to get them through to the end. Um, obviously, they don't have Rishabh Pant. That's a big loss. But Ishan Kishan's a very good player, as is KL Rahul. You've got Surya Kumar Yadav, uh, who's probably going to open with Rohit Sharma. You've got Kit the King, Virat Kohli, potentially yeah. playing in his last World Cup as well, though not necessarily. And you've got like the young prince Shubman Gill. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a very decent bowling lineup, absolutely. And the this is the thing, we're not even a very decent a batting lineup, more than decent, like a very good batting lineup, a very good spin bowling lineup. But the best part is yet to come. It's their pace bowling lineup. Just bit <laughs> Uh Hey, uh, Mohammed Siraj, uh, Mohammed Shami, and obviously you've got Sh uh, Shardul Takur and uh, Hardik Pandya who can chip in with overs as well. What more can you legitimately ask for? You've got three. In India, I don't think you need more than three frontline pace bowlers, especially if you've got Hardik in your team. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Shardul will get games to give himself some reps. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, Mohamed uh, Siraj basically destroyed Sri Lanka in the Asia Cup final. I don't expect that'll happen all the time, but that's just that just shows the the variety this team has, like, without necessarily having a... Um, you know, they don't have a left-arm spinner, but they've got, like, uh, you've got uh, Boomra who's got the slide arm slingy action, you've got the uh, Mohammed Shami who can bowl uh, swing and you've got Mohammed Siraj who can uh, who can uh, do the wobble ball, play, gets it off the yeah. seam and gets it to move the, like they just bowl so good as a tandem, like things when the fastest bowler in the world Umran Malik isn't good enough to get into your team, that shows how good your pace pulling stocks are. It's crazy so, to think of. Yeah, so he, they're, they're rightfully co-favorites with England. Like, it's very yeah, difficult yeah. to find weaknesses. In, other than India potentially being a bit too slow at the start. And England's potential issue is they don't have a middle overs. Like, you know, they're batter heavy. They're, you know, their bowling lineup can get a, take a beating. But, you know, yeah, yeah. their goal is to bat their way out of that position. Like, whatever yeah, exactly. you score, we'll score more. Yeah, exactly. We can score more than you can score. Yeah, and the batters... India's thing is, like, the batters... Uh, if the batters get a decent score, which we expect them to do, then the bowlers will, you know, uh, will do yeah. their job. Um, okay, exactly. so I think... We didn't do a ranking thing here, but I think India, England, probably the top two teams, just like it happened in the last World Cup. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Australia, very difficult for me not to see being in the top four. Just because they have uh, so much uh, quality in their uh, players. And obviously, they uh, their white ball yeah. like strategy has improved since they won the World Cup in 2021. T20 World Cup, that is. Bangladesh is really, really difficult to predict, especially because we haven't got a squad named yet. So yeah. I think I I think Bangladesh is going to do better than Sri Lanka. So I'm going to put them at number um, uh, number six. I think uh, uh, we'll we'll get to it, but yeah. Uh, so they're going to be number six there. Um, is that correct? Uh, we put Afghanistan nine, right? So they'll, Bangladesh will finish yeah. seven, in my opinion. Sorry. Um, then we have the Netherlands. Um, yeah, they've a lot of players I don't know much about. I mean, Scott Edwards has been around for ages, and he's been the captain for a while. A um, bunch of the really good players have uh, retired, but your know, Colin Ackerman's still there. Uh, yeah. Paul Van der Meekeren and Rolof Van der Meevra, they've They've been in the game for so long. Max O'Dowd's a really good player. Basta lead as well. So hopefully, I hope they can get a win somewhere. They have a good enough pace bowling lineup to get there. The spinners just don't get enough wickets at the moment. Um, so we, yeah, it's very difficult yeah. for them to get middle over wickets. And they tend to get smashed in the death for that reason. Because there's plenty of... Um, there tends to be plenty of like wickets in hand but you know i don't think they're gonna do too badly i think they'll put a good account of themselves in a lot of games and potentially steal a win from one of the teams but i think yeah they're finishing 10th yeah like yeah, they're, they're the only assessed yet yeah exactly they've done well to get to the the tournament but yeah they're going to finish 10th. They say, hopefully they'll, they'll leak a win out somewhere, maybe Afghanistan, maybe Sri Lanka, maybe Bangladesh. Um, but, yeah, I don't see... So that that would be a, an amazing result, just getting one win, really. Um, yeah. So they, they've, they've won their World Cup by making it to the finals. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, next up, we have the Black Caps. Um, yeah. Squad fully announced. Uh, Kane Williamson. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, recovered from his, in his World Cup. Um, it's difficult to gauge how he'll play. Um, yeah. and hopefully, he'll get a few games in Bangladesh to get some match form. Obviously, there's more to having Kane in the team than just purely his batting. He does clutch. Generally, does a lot of clutch batting, and he's an incredible captain for the team. Obviously, if he's not injured and can play, um, he's going to be number three in that batting lineup. Yeah. Um, we've got Trent Bolt. Clearly, he's going to start. Like, no question. Um, well, there Mark should be no Chapman, question, yes. Um, Mark Chapman is uh, uh, a very good, I think, middle-overs player to have, like a four or five. But he's yeah. got competition with, obviously, Daryl Mitchell, Glenn Phillips, and James Neesham. I personally I think Glenn there. Phillips. I think Glenn Phillips has shown so much value to this team. Yeah, um, yeah. He's also younger, and obviously he's got like a a bit of right arm off break up his sleeve. 
Oh well, yes, Mark Checkman's left arm um as well, like left arm slow, so Yeah, but as a counter as you know, yeah. Mitchell Santner and Ish Sodi are gonna bowl leg spin and left arm yeah, spin. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Linfilix does give a a variation there, but yeah. So that could uh, be, be useful just to to move the ball the other way. Yeah. Obviously, I think Devin Conway is going to be our starting opener for the yeah. team. Um, he can obviously also wicket cape, but he's going to open. Uh, it's a question of who opens with him. Do you think it should be someone like Daryl Mitchell or should it be um, Will Young? I think it should be Will Young. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't say no to Will Young. Like I want to see more of him, so... Yeah, yeah. I think Will Young has shown that he's more than capable. He can bat long, and he's got an okay record in India, um, yeah. batting in uh, there in those conditions. Um, I wouldn't have minded if they got a bit experimental if they decided to let Tom Latham open. Yeah. With, um, with Devin Conway, and you've got Kane Williamson at three, like basically getting your three best batters in the side right yeah. off. Basically, because Glenn going... Phillips can bat four, I think that would be quite yeah. good. And then you can fit in both Daryl Mitchell. Pretend you can put Daryl Mitchell at five. Daryl Mitchell could play four it... as well, really. So, yeah, four, like five, either. Mitchell, Mitchell, Glenn Phillips. You can swap those two yeah. around. Um, but then at number six, you can potentially put in a Rachin Ravindra if you want to get another left arm orthodox in there, or because. Uh, or James Nisham, if you want to get uh, yeah. the batting all-rounder, uh, who can bowl a bit of medium spin. Or a player like... Uh, you can put a player like Mark Chapman in if you want to strengthen the ball, uh, uh, the batting lineup. But I think Will Young, probably, he's earned his chance. I think he's been batting really well. Unfortunately, Finn Allen didn't quite come off in the games yeah. he's played so far. So, yeah, I think he'll open with Conway Young and then Williamson at number three. I like the idea of Latham at four. Because I yeah, don't see no, there being any... Po Latham's so good at rebuilding the innings if they lose early wickets, and I think exactly. he's, uh, I'm always he's very a fan good of, in India. Yeah, I'm always a fan of the theory that you should let your best batters bat for as long as they possibly can. So yeah. you know, having Tom Latham as far up the the order seems seems the best option. Just if anything, you know, he's one of the best I batters, so he should bat as many overs as we possibly can get him to bat. I think Glenn Phillips batting at six is a waste. He should be at least five. Yeah, because you need he's one of the most explosive batsmen in this lineup. Yeah, um, yeah. as. And Daryl Mitchell can bat six if need be in that situation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Daryl Mitchell can just about bat any any number across yeah. the entire um, starting eleven, right? So yeah, um, it's almost a Daryl Mitchell. You... How low do you how low do you not want him to go? Like once again, you need to have him there for the right situations. So yeah, the situation. The thing here is with the pace bowling lineup. Do you? Um, I don't know that you're going to have Saudi start. and uh, I think you have to have Lockie Ferguson start. He's just too experienced in India. And he knows how to bowl. He bowl at first change, bowl at the yeah. depth, 
uh, trend ball, balls at the opening, balls at the death, and you've got. Uh, sorry, you uh, Tim's. Uh, I thought they had picked Carl uh, Jameson. So Tim Saldi will be your third bowler. Uh, opens yeah, yeah. and probably balls at the uh, balls in the middle. You know, they've only really picked the four pace bowlers with Trent, Sally, Ferguson, and Matt Henry. So, yeah, yeah, Matt Henry is there as a backup if any of them get injured or lose form. Yeah. Um, you don't want to rely too Matt much Henry on... Role. Yeah, I don't think you want to rely on Daryl Mitchell or James Nisham too much if they have no. to uh, bowl. Uh, this is the thing where... Do you, instead of Daryl Mitchell, play someone like Rachin Ravindra? Who potentially, yeah. can potentially be more of a frontline bowler, but I think you still need someone with a bit more batting solidity at number six, I think. Yeah. I think this is where you get a bit of flexibility on your, your choices, and that's where this sort of... You sort of look at the, the squad, and you can sort of see the natural bowlers, see the natural openers, and it's just that middle order where it's got some good options and it's the flexibility of you know do you take you know revenger or chapman more who like, i think have the spin bowling things or do you go with the experience of mitchell nisham or yeah. yeah i think you would have uh, if we had michael bracewell i think they would have experimented potentially with latham opening with uh conway so that you could yeah. put Daryl Mitchell at five and Con uh, Bracewell at six. Oh yeah, uh, because I think Bracewell as a spin bowler is just one is like a, such a nuisance bowler and uh, and ODIs. Um, and Rachin Redrender is not as good at bowling as Bracewell is. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mitchell Santner will probably be number seven. I think he's definitely going to start. Um, Question is probably number eight. You've got Saudi. Uh, uh, Saudi. Uh, here is the thing: where you do you take Ish? Ish Saudi is probably going up against Rachin Ravindra for that other starting spinner spot. Whether do you get the extra batting with Ravindra to bat him at seven? Then you've got a strong batting lineup. Or do you uh, pick Ish Saudi? You get some leg spin in that. I feel like you sort of sort of have to, right? I think you have to have Ish Sodi and Satner. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be your ODIs and obviously I mean Ish Sodi is not gonna bat higher than probably eleven, but you know, that's fine. He can still hold a bat if need be. Yeah, exactly. If he needs to be there for two or three overs and try and hit a few boundaries, he can do that. Tim Saudi is like a specialist at being there for two or three overs and hitting sixes like that's pretty much all he trains when he's batting in the in the nets and you know tim saldi can easily bat number eight that's a very comfortable position for him i mean for me the sort of lineup you know we get conway young williamson latham phillips and then number six is sort of the the floater one with the all-rounders then you got satna saldi Fergs and Bolt, sorry. Like, I feel it's maybe a little light on, on batting depth as you get into Satner and Saudi reasonably early, but like Satner's a, is basically Satner an all rounder. Satner at number seven's okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Satner it's not at too number bad. six is too high. No. So at six, you've got 
either Chapman, Mitchell, Nisham, Ravindra. And Matt Henry's floating around as well if you wanted to yeah, put him in for one of the, the fast bottles, but I don't see him being they say, there's potential whether you, you drop out a Satner or a Sodi for a um, Catman or a Vinger or, or something, yeah. but to me that's just, you just, the number six is the, there's what, four people to stick into number six depending on on what balance you're going for. Yeah. And at a pinch, I guess Glenn Phillips could bat at six as well. That means he's basically your death overs closer. Yeah, yeah. I don't see him being below any of those other four, though, so. Yeah. Like, who are you putting above him, really? I mean, Mitchell. I suppose Mitchell, yeah. But Mitchell, Mitchell is a Mitchell is a frontline batter. Yeah, good, good enough. Point. More than good enough to be a frontline batter in the Yeah, team. good point. Yeah, Mitchell Phillips, either way. Like, to me, there's, there's sort of a, a similar. So maybe Mitchell yeah. gets bracketed with Phillips more than than the others. So yeah, yeah, Phillips or Mitchell, or potentially both, if you want a bit more of a stronger batting. But, yeah, I think Mitch Glenn Phillips is going to contribute with the ball. So you need oh, to no, at he least will. You know, four or five overs a game. Yeah. So I mean, you... that's the thing. You With this, you're going to have lots of options. Um, and having Phillips there just means that you can put a, a Nisham or a, a, um, or a Mitchell in as and well because you get more spin options. Potentially, the other plan would be if Glenn Phillips can give you five or so overs a game and Richard Vendra can give you five or so overs a game, then maybe they don't have Ish Sodi and you have... Basically, you know, Mitchell Satner at eight, Ravindra at seven. That's a very strong batting lineup. That is a strong batting lineup. So, yeah. That's eight. That's like you're up to eight. You've got front line, and Tim Saldi at nine is a very good number nine. Like yeah, yeah. No, that, um, that's yeah. Also a very strong lineup. So I'm sure. I they'll... mean, they'll get opportunities to play around with that. So we'll yeah, see yeah. what they do. It'll be interesting um, the first game to see how it goes. Especially of... in, especially against Bangladesh in the warm-up game. So we'll see oh, yeah. how the players adapt to that. But I think top four, you and I are both predicting for New Zealand. Yep, I think I think they would. So we're make the top we're four. expecting a repeat of the '99 World Cup: India, England, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, I'm four. happy with that. Yeah. Pakistan. Other than Babar Azam, nobody else has been named. Yes. They have an incredibly good batting lineup. Bowling lineup is improved. Spin is the issue here, unfortunately, for them. Um, and apparently, player in fighting. Again. <laughs> yes. And the How? board is uh, argue, is interfering. Again. How? Just How Pakistan is... thing. Yeah, I was going to say, how is this a negative for Pakistan? That's, like, just standard. <laughs> uh, very, like, I, just, I think just this... The issues they've had off field and yeah there's some weaknesses that can be exploited in this team i think they're gonna finish sixth sixth i had them at fifth about they're... south africa but it's gonna south be africa just beat australia well you make a point a actually yeah and they have a very good bowling lineup it's a question of whether the batters can get some runs it's basically marco jans and we'll get to south africa now obviously temba bavuma 
captaining the side, um, potentially another guy on, on his last World Cup. Um, we've got a very good bowling lineup. We've got uh, yeah. Gerald Coetzee, Marco Jansen, like he's basically a left-handed Kyle Jamieson. Yeah. Um, you've got um, Andrik Narkia, basically Daryl Stain reborn, uh, Kagizo Rabada, and the spin bowling is even stronger. You've got Tabriz Shamsi, Rassi van der Dusen, uh, Aidan Makram can chip in a few overs, and Kishav Maharaj. Uh, obviously, they're slow left armor, so you've got a wrist, uh, you've got a left arm wrist spinner, left arm finger spinner, and a, a right arm leg spinner to yeah. pick from. And also they've got Lungi and, Gu and Gidi as well, another uh, very good uh, pace bowler. Like, obviously Rabada's going to bowl. He's already, like, uh, so experienced at bowling in bowling in Indian conditions. Andrik Norkia, like, you know, out and out pace is ne never goes out of fashion. It's basically no, exactly. black clothes. Um, Henry Klassen is in very, very good form, but I think Quinton de Kock is going to start ahead of him and obviously Quinton is going to open with Temba probably mm -hmm. um so the bowling lineup is a bit weaker because you've got uh, Marco Janssen at number seven um so this would be the equivalent of us having someone like Trent Bolt at number seven or Kyle Jamieson at number seven in an ODI yeah. World Cup um so they've got five out and out bowlers who are absolute like rock stars and you've got people like adrian markram who can you know pitch in um pitch in with the occasional uh, uh with uh, uh pitch in with the occasional uh overs and then you've got six um batters i think temba bavumas this is his best format odis um yeah. i think quinton de Kock opening up with him Adrian Markram's finally showing that skill that he, we all knew that he had. Um, David Miller still around, still uh, one of the best closers in the game. But then, you know, once those guys are out, it's very difficult to see where, where they're getting um, their other runs from. Um, so that's their potential weakness, but you know, I like a team that's weighted favor of bowling versus batting. <laughs> um, just because I think having five bowlers in India where batting can, you know, traditionally it's harder to get wickets than not yeah. for teams like South Africa. I think it's gonna do, they're gonna do really well. I think South Africa will finish fifth, in my opinion, but they could sneak ahead into the top four. If they sneak ahead into the top four, I will say that they'll sneak ahead of Australia. I think New Zealand are making the top four. Yeah. No, so I had them at six. Um, I had New Zealand. Pakistan, until... It's all pretty much the muchness between Pakistan and, and South Africa. I mean, with, the... uh... sorry, go on. As I say, the bookies got South Africa fifth at eight dollars fifty, or the New Zealand TAB, which is just below. Yeah. Pakistan, but they got New Zealand at $9.50, so below South Africa, so, but yeah. that's pretty much the, the six that they've got with any real odds of, of doing anything, so this after New Zealand yeah. to Sri Lanka at $31, and then Afghanistan, Bangladesh, yeah. Netherlands at 101 so. 
Bangladesh potentially worth betting a tenner on, 100 to 1. Yeah. That's outright winner. That's to go all the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we hope for world peace, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, but I think South Africa, I think uh, New Zealand, I was thinking might finish fifth. Uh, if This is before Pakistan had their infighting issues yeah. and South Africa, sh before sh South Africa showed how good their bowling lineup is and their batters have, like, you know, the thing is like I talked all about the weaknesses in that batting lineup, but you know Marco Jansen at number seven is now is getting runs, so I'm like, okay, maybe he is an all rounder. Yeah. Um, so South Africa, if uh, you know, you just need a lower order player like him to hit some form for a month, right? Yeah. And that can change stuff. So I think before and Kane Williamson, I didn't know was going to play in the World Cup. I thought it would. You know, Latham would be leading the team to this World yeah, Cup. Yeah. Kane coming in changed the balance for me. I think they finished top four. I wouldn't be surprised if South Africa managed to sneak it to the top four, but I think it would happen at the expense of Australia. Yeah, yeah I would agree. With that. I think Australia have too many lefties. Again. Okay. <laughs> um, now, hard for me to go really critique. Uh, analyze the next team, uh, Sri Lanka. They've been terrible. Uh, they had a terrible outcome in the Asia Cup, but you know they played pretty well all tournament. Um, Dasun Shanaka is leading the side. Um, we don't know anybody else. The, it's not being named, as far as I know. There is no infighting no. issues. They just haven't named a squad yet. And Bangladesh had injury issues, so that's why they hadn't. And probably Sri Lanka's in the same position. Once again, both Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they finished fourth, but I'm not betting on it because they both have injury issues. Um, so I think Sri Lanka, I th once again, I think Bangladesh is slightly better. So Sri Lanka, I think, finish eighth. Um, so my World Cup is like England. I'm just going to say, like, this is league stage. I'm not predicting knockouts. I'm just saying England, uh, England, England. Uh, India, New Zealand, Australia, uh, South Africa, Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, uh, Netherlands. Basically my my list. There are only slight changes that I stuck to some at the top of the the standings, but you know, why not? And yeah. as I said, I originally had Pakistan Africa, always, but you're right, the infighting and stuff, maybe I that always, goes the other way around, but yeah. I always pick them fourth because if New Zealand finishes top, they get knocked out in the semis. If they finish fourth, they get to the finals. Okay, fair enough. Fair, fair. That, that's always how things work logically, right? If that's how it's happened before, that's how it'll always work. Yeah, exactly. That's just how <laughs> that's how causality works, right? <laughs> sure, sure, that's causality. Yeah. I'll just continue being uh, the the one-eyed um black cap supporter. Fair enough, but yeah, I think uh, it'll be a, if New Zealand, if England finish top, like I think, and New Zealand finish fourth, they'll face each other in the semis. 
And obviously India will play Australia. Mm. Like once you're in the knockouts, anything can happen. We'll not we'll know exactly. more injuries, blah blah blah. All these things will play a factor. I Super think overs. um Yeah. So there's only this is the thing. I thought they would have rolling super overs as a um, well, we're gonna do that. No, they're only gonna have a second super over. Oh, which at which point I'm like, why don't you just have the boundary count back? And <laughs> yeah, I thought we went yeah, through this. They can have a, they have a second super over, and then if that doesn't have a result, it's shared. Uh, to All which right. I think, why have two super overs? Just have one super over if you're going to end up sharing the trophy. <laughs> exactly. I think it's, it just has to be rolling super overs, isn't it? If that just happens to take forever, well, that's such is life. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're gonna have super overs, if you're just gonna have, uh, if you're gonna have, you can have only one. If you only have one super over and then share, that's fine. Or do boundary count back, that's fine. You know, I've explained yeah. in back, four years ago why I think boundary count back was a was an accept perfectly acceptable and fair way, and it actually makes sense of doing that. How deciding the winner? Yeah. Yeah. After a drawn super over, and like, and but the only thing I thought would be better than boundary count back was rolling super overs. But one additional yeah. super over is dumb. If you're gonna yeah. just share a trophy after, just share a trophy after a drawn super over. Why does yeah, the exactly. team, why does the team who loses the second super over deserve to lose at this point? You know, you've already had like 51 overs, uh, sorry, 101 overs to prove that you know the sides are not, you know, they're yeah. too even. That said, other than the fact that Super Overs is exciting, if that's the argument as well, then why do the Super Over in the first place if you're just going to share it? Like, have 100 overs shared, shared. Like, I think, yeah, the answer is you've got to have, if you're going to do something to decide between the two teams, yeah, you've got to keep doing yeah. You've got to have that keep going. You've got to keep going until you get one. Whatever your. Yeah, 100%. The separation is, yeah, whether you just go, right, we're just going to do supervisors, we're just going to do them forever. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If it takes 120 overs to get there. It took 120 overs to get there. Like, it's just how it goes. But if you're not, if you don't want to go that long, then, you know, boundary count back, sure. Say, so, I think last time it was, yeah, you know, I know it was there the whole time, but nobody in New Zealand really thought about it until it became a, an actual issue, and that's why it sort of caused a little bit of a, a, a fracas, but you know... That's You're what's... totally entitled to be disappointed. I'm not yeah. saying anyone with the result. We were disappointed. I was definitely disappointed. It's I never thought it was unfair. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't think different... boundary countback was unfair. Like, you know, yeah. the fact that the umpires miscounted, you know, did, did their calculations wrong, and the, it should have been four runs, not five, for that overthrow that hit five the runs bat. And six. Sorry, five runs and not six. Yeah, that's like that to me is unfair. Like that is I don't unfair. think that I don't think the fact that it hit his bat and went on is unfair. That happens in cricket. That like happens, it's a completely yeah. cricketing related thing, and nobody's yeah. intending to do it. Nobody's playing unfairly. Nobody was like uh, nobody was doing gamesmanship or cheating, but. That, 
it, it yeah. happened and like but these things happen in cricket it's not yeah. out of the ordinary to happen in cricket so yeah. i'm not the one thing that might have been it would have been not against the laws of cricket but against the spirit of cricket if it hadn't gone to the boundary and they ran fronts because generally yeah. it's not considered yeah. you know within the spirit that if you're accidentally yeah. knocked it away that you should take the run they would have been they're completely oh. within their rights to have run by the way oh, yeah, like, 100%, you know, yeah. I would and the um, and they probably should have given the fact that it was a World Cup final. Like you know, yeah, turning exactly. down free runs is a that's yeah. taking honor a, a, a long, long way in a World Cup final. Like, it's, yeah, you don't need and to die on that hill. It's fine. Because uh, at the uh, you know England, you could say the same thing about like you know England. Uh, bowled a bouncer in the fi final ball of the over, and it went for four buys. You know, yeah. it happens. It happens. Like these things. Like, yeah. it's unlucky, but it happens. It happens. Yeah, as you say, I don't consider the boundary count back as as unfair in any way. So disappointed, and more the disappointment was that I hadn't really thought about it or looked it up until it became an issue as the game wore on, and then suddenly it's like, oh. What is the deciding thing? Oh, it's boundary count back. Oh, we're way off that. Okay, and then it was you oh, say it's not unfair. It's just disappointing. But it's just I'm the, looking the... At the. So, mm -hmm. I'm looking at laws of the twenty uh, twenty three cricket World Cup qualifier. I don't know if this is going to be for the final. Which I surely it must be the same rules for the qualifier as it is in this tournament. But it says all, all other matches, a tie or no result. Uh, if the result, the result of a match shall be a tie if both innings have been completed and scores are equal. Understandable. If a match is tied, a super over is played. If a super over is tied, then subsequent super overs shall be played until there is a winner. Unless circumstances arise, there shall be an unlimited number of super results to achieve a result. Refer to Appendix F. Okay. In the event of a playoff ranking team being tied, she'll determine the winner. In the event of a tied final, the team shall complete a super over to determine which team is the winner. If following a tie, uh, weather conditions prevent the super over from being completed, or if the match is abandoned or no result, competition winner shall be the team that finished in the higher position in the super six stage. Okay, so this is all for the qualifying yeah. so appendix g but appendix f is just about electronic equipment that doesn't seem too relevant um uh loss of two wickets shall end a super over um if the super over is a tie sub if the super over shall be played Till completion. Only nominated players in the match, including concussion replacement, may participate in a super over. Okay, that's fine. Um, team batting second shall bat first in a super over. Okay, that's fine. That's standard. What is it? I think there's a rule about players who partook in the previous super over cannot partake in the next super over. All right. Yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, I think that also makes sense. Um, oh, so there's 20 minutes of extra allocated time, but this was in the 
qualifying tournament. So tied super over repeating if the super over so uh, 15 minutes after the previous super over ends. Okay, so five minutes after the team batting second in the previous super over shall bat first. Once again, makes sense. Balls selected for use by each team in the previous over shall be used again. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, fielding side shall ball its subsequent super over from the opposite end. Yep, makes sense. Uh, any batter dismissed in a previous super over shall be ineligible to bat in any subsequent super over. Ooh. Wow, so you can run out of wickets and lose super overs. Wow, yeah. That makes some sense. Uh, any uh, bowler who bowled in a previous in the previous super over shall be ineligible to bowl in the subsequent super over. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense as well. So it sort of is like a turn turn about cricket. Um, regular cricket match, right? It's just that you yeah. each have an overreach, and so you still can't bowl the same person twice. You know, if you get out, you're out. That's it. You're done for super overs. Yeah, okay. But it's interesting that a batter would run out. I mean, that's actually kind of good, because, you know, yeah. that means the later super overs, like, wickets become important. So it adds another level of a... Um, another level of uh well it means that you can still yeah. bowl a team like you can still be a good bowling unit and that have an impact yeah. right like you can technically yeah. bowl a team out they can't just scrabble I... their way through and, and and keep it going indefinitely yeah so that is the um that was the rules for uh uh uh, for the uh, Super League, um, mm. the I don't know if that's going to be the rule in this tournament. Uh, maybe this Crick Info article will explain it. This is something potentially we should have researched. But who does that? Who does that? Yes. My quick googling wasn't finding anything useful anyway. You seem to have found the better. Um, yeah, I found results. an actual document with the rules, tournament rules, um, but the uh, but there's no um, thing for the actual. There's no uh, rules around the actual Cricket World Cup itself, Super Overs, and there's nothing yeah. in that Wikipedia page. It is also there's... potential the ICC hasn't actually released anything yet to say. Uh, maybe, but I'm sure they have. Surely, well, sure, well, sure, it's been documented and that the the member teams know, but whether it's been released in such a way to us public is a different different issue. Yeah, but what? Are, yeah, okay. So we don't know what. Uh, they haven't clarified what the super over rules are. So if there's a tie in a knockout in one of the group games do you have a super over i assume no i assume if it's tied during the the group games that's just a tied game it's only for the knockouts that they would um employ the super overs um yeah but but there seems to be a indication that 
this is a um, the, like this rule is like a universal All right. rule uh, I mean I could be wrong like this is the rule for ICC tournaments um, but it would be nice to have this sort of document uh, like, you know, for the ICC World Cup, like, there should be someone who's gone through every rule and read it and, you know, gone through for the uh, for the media uh, stuff as well. Uh, someone from the media to scrub to the rules. Okay, so the Telegraph have confirmed that it's only... What is the... On the... From now on, if teams are tied in a knockout game and they're still tied after super over, they will continue to play super overs until a super, until a winner is found. Oh. Okay, I'm happier with that. Yeah. Okay, so we should assume that's the rule unless they say it's not. Yeah, exactly. I'm happy with that. Or if they said that the trophy is shared after a super over, if it's still tied, like that's both fine. Yes. I, I think it's stupid to have a second super over and then share it. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, it does make less sense. Like, you may as well just keep going. If you decided you're going to do super overs to find out who's better, just keep going. Yeah, and because it would be interesting if you had a super over where somebody just bowls, excuse me, bowls like a wicket, gets a wicket, dot ball, dot ball, wicket, and then it's like, the other guy does like gets two wickets and two balls and then you've got you know both teams are effectively zero for two you know what i mean like the <laughs> second super over that would be funny yeah and like what would happen if it's still tied in score because even if you were to get like let's say you got the whole team out like got rid of all yeah. It's nobody can bat, and the second team has nobody that can bat because they're all out. What happens then? Super over of super oops? I don't know actually. I assume, well, yeah, imagine that you both lose all your wickets and are tied at the end unless of the they're playing sing oh. Unless they play single wicket with the last remaining, but even then, what if that guy gets out and the next over the other guy gets out and the scores are still tied, like you know, yeah. from those set of super overs what would happen that's a very good question do they maybe they just go and and start again super overs again i think at that point you just go keep going yeah i mean potentially go again forever like i mean at some point like surely at that point we're happy to share like yeah, you yeah. know nobody can <laughs> there comes a point where everybody goes you know what we've literally gone through each the batting lineup again you know yeah we think that these guys are are equal. There's no yeah. talent. There's, there's nothing to, to differentiate them. Just give them both the trophy. Now, I'm going to ask the question to uh, Jared Kimber. Hmm. And see what he th uh, what he like what he can find out. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know if they've thought about it or if there's, like, because he's an actual media person and, like, is is also an um, 
you know, occasionally umpires and plays, still plays great cricket and, you know, gets the rule book sent to him and everything, yeah. he might actually know. He might, yeah. But yeah, and we might come back with an answer. Yeah, oof. Answers. Yeah, well, we can look forward to that next time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same, we might have that. Well, the next um, cricket one will be when we're starting to look at the playoffs yeah, after the end of the 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 round robin. So we could be where the this question sort of needs the answer. So we're getting to knockouts in the final. I think, yeah, uh, my understanding is in the semis, maybe they still have a... The... Um, they have a um, thing of like whoever placed higher in the groups go ahead. Yeah, so yeah. that's basically the reward for getting a higher group position. Which makes sense. Like if you tie, there's not even a super over. If you tie, you go ahead. Which I think fine. Like there has to be some advantage to finishing over the um, over the other team in the group stage. But yeah. Uh, in the finals, that shouldn't matter anymore. I think that's fair. Like, if New Zealand had lost to England after the tied match because England beat them in the group stage, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, like boundary count back is actually fair. Yeah, what does he say? It's, it's, it's actually encouraging a specific type of, of play, which is what they want, which is, yeah, who had the most attacking high-risk shots. Therefore, yep, you played uh, the the cricket we want to play, so therefore, you win. It's fine. So, given that it was something that everybody knew about, it was okay. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. yeah, I think on that note, we think that's all we have time for today. Mm -hmm. um, thank you very much, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, be even more. Find Six Four Two Discord and a buy me a coffee. Pretty sure it's buy me a beer. Oh yeah, buy me a beer on buymeacoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us, and we may even listen. Especially if you do buy a said beer or coffee, I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube. <laughs>